back to Madness in the Method, the uh, podcast where we talk deeply about Nicolas Cage and all the movies he has made. Uh, my name is Tobias, and with me as always is my friend and trusty co-host, Christopher. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. And just before we get started, I don't usually do this in the beginning, but I want to do it. Um, if you want to listen to all these episodes in advance, because we're recording them a while in advance um, you can check us out on patreon.com slash don't make a scene uh, where you can also find a bunch of other stuff from other podcasts and, and, and YouTube channels um, it's sort of a sort of a impromptu network that I created um, so just check out patreon.com slash don't make a scene to support us and get a bunch of exclusive stuff but with that out of the way let's get into today's episode and uh, let's get it over with <laughs> <laughs> no, not, it's not that bad, but we're going to talk about um, uh, the 2008 action drama, I guess? Bangkok Dangerous, starring Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. We, we briefly discussed it in the last episode, like we always mm-hmm. do. And I think we, at least, I think I mentioned that this was the first time I... Like realized that Nicolas Cage, why, like why why is he making these low budget like made in made for cheap in in Asia kind of movies? Is that that doesn't fit him? He's the national treasure guy. He's a uh, Con Air, you know. He's face <laughs> <Yeah>. off. So <laughs> he is face off. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> so this was the first time I I recognized the what 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 has become kind of his defining feature: the mm. make any kind of crap movie. You know, even yeah. though we have discovered that's not really the the point of why he's making them but anyway um what is this what is this movie to you before you saw it i suppose uh so this is a movie which i've i've only like read the title of it and seen the poster Mm. uh and it was i don't know why it was just one of those movies you just scoffed at it's like oh you know it's movie bangkok dangerous even though i didn't know anything about it which is something something about like Everyone just knew it was bad. Yeah. Without anyone it, actually seeing it, that I know of, at least. Yeah, but it had, it had that look. Yeah, um, that, that bad look and that, that cash grab look. In a yeah, way. and it was, um, it was a trend that, has, that had, you know, it, it, it had always existed, but it was kind of um, becoming more, like, known in the mainstream that where you have, like, aging stars, kind of, um, going to Europe or to Asia... To mm. shoot movies where they, you know, lower lower budget movies by by Asian or European uh, filmmakers, because yeah. you know they want they want a big Hollywood star in their movie to kind of <laughs> you know draw attention to it. Um, which you know, like I said, it's been done since like the seventies when yeah. Holly, Hollywood down and out Hollywood stars went to like Italy to shoot spaghetti westerns and crime crime movies. Um, but yeah, it became kind of a it, yeah, like I said, it had a, re- a renewal with with movies like with uh, movies like Taken um, and all the other Liam Neeson movies that came after that. Yeah. Um, it was like, oh, they're not making movies in America now. They've been relegated to the other continents. It's just something about that. Like, it's not a Hollywood movie, really. It's more of a, uh, you know, movie. <laughs> it just had yeah. that air of ch- cheapness about it a little bit. Yeah, and this and one this- definitely stuck out like that. Yeah, specifically this movie because it has, which I, I get it now. Uh, now I don't. I see the movie and I done research about the movie, but 
at the moment when it came out, it's like, it just sounds bad, just Bangkok dangerous. It doesn't mean anything. It just, yeah. two cool words together. Action yeah. movie. It's like, it's, I know now from, from just, this is made by Thai movie makers and this is sort of how uh, Asian movies are named. <laughs> if you look like an yeah. anime and stuff like that. So this is this isn't. Uh, I don't know how it isn't just a bad name. It's just it's a different culture more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but still, <laughs> so uh, and and you 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 had the same response. I, I take it uh, or uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I like yeah, like like you. I hadn't seen this movie before. I'd seen the trailer. That was about it. Um, I gotta say that trailer is very um, misleading because they make it out to be this cool action movie. Okay, I, I, I didn't see the trailer. I saw it back in the day, and I remember, like, mm. it looks kind of cool, but I don't want to watch Nicolas Cage in, <laughs> in Bangkok. <laughs> That's weird. I don't know. Um, yeah, because this is not an action movie. No. Uh, I, 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 get, I get the feeling, because is, this is, like, American producers trying to, you know, sell an Asian movie in America. Mm. Um so they tr- they try to sell it as an action movie, even though there is <clears throat> barely any action in it. This that's the first thing that throws me off. Now I don't mind, you know, less action. I, I like dramas and everything, but if you're gonna sell me an action movie, you gotta give me an action movie then. So mm. I was a little disappointed in that. Um, but my favorite scenes are actually, you know, like the scenes where he hangs out with the the deaf girl. So. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Should we talk about the plot? There isn't really that much to talk about. But yeah, yeah. We, we can talk about the plot, and then we can talk about the plot of the original. Yes, because it's uh, a little bit different. I, I haven't read a little the, bit about it. I haven't, I haven't seen the seen original. It. Yeah, but maybe. I read about it, and <clears throat> I would say that storyline makes a lot of the choices in this movie make sense. Okay. <laughs> I think, uh, and that sounds a lot more interesting. That that storyline. I don't think the movie is better because it's. A very low budget. I think it's their first movie ever. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't think it's that pretty that good, but I think it's better scripts than this one. Yeah, it's more interesting. But anyway, but anyway yeah, so the storyline. Yes. Uh, well, it's a Nicolas Cage. He is, you know, the, the hard-boiled, cold-hearted contract assassin who, uh, you know, he, he doesn't... Um, he lives out of a suitcase, so he, just, he never has time to get to know anyone. It's a, it's a lonely life, but what can you do? The very cliche. Yeah, very, very cliche. Trope. Yeah, um, you know that you know the, the killer with a kind heart, so to speak. Um, and then he uh, he goes to he has this thing where he always like befriends a local to like be his like assistant, um, which he always you know he, he kind of acts like. Oh, you're my friend, but then he always kills them in the end because you can't have any attachments in the world of yeah. assassinations. But this time he's traveling to Bangkok to uh, uh, execute four people, yeah. um, and he he uh, <clears throat> befriends local street urchin Kong. Um, and and just just because we it isn't tropey enough, we have the throwaway line that never comes up again, where he says in the beginning. Just one last job, and then I'm out. Uh, yeah. It's like, why did you even put that there? Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't uh, really, it doesn't really have anything to do with it. But it is his last job. Spoilers. Uh, um, yeah. 
so he uh, yeah he he hires this Kong guy um, to to fetch him his uh, suitcases and stuff, um, but along the along the way he kind of um, he kind of warms up to Kong and they become sort of friends and Kong asks him to train him as an assassin um, or at least train him in the in the ways of the assassin. Um, and he also befriends a woman who works in a in a in a what's called drugstore when he uh, when he needs some he needs some antiseptic for for a wound I didn't fully it's, get when he got that wound uh, oh uh, it was when uh, he when he killed the guy in the uh, in the car the red lights yeah yeah the red light. when he when he left the the little the little uh, girl with a, 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 a pole on her. That saw him in the alley. There was like a girl. Yeah. Who was selling things. She runs after him, and when he turns around, she's there. So he runs into the pole, her pole, and that's why oh. he gets the wound. Okay, I, I, I didn't. Yeah. I think I blacked out for that moment. <laughs> I don't remember that. But anyway, yeah. Mm. Um, she turns out to be deaf. So there's, there's, um, there's not really a language barrier between them, but you know. There is, but not really, you know. <laughs> um, so there he is, of course. He starts breaking the rules, and you know what happens when you break the rules? People get hurt. Yeah. So yeah, now he's not only you know uh, ki- killing for for money. He is killing for you know for 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 love and friendship. Yeah, it's a class. It's a c- typical story, um, which in in general I kind of like those movies. I like I like movies about contract killers. Because they're usually, like in this, usually kind of sad characters that you, even though their profession is heinous, you kind of feel bad for them. <laughs> yeah. like, movies, like in movies like Leon, The Professional, yeah. or or The Matador is another one I really like with uh, Pierce Brosnan. Um, this one, though, they don't really... They don't really go into much detail about the character Joe, as he's called. Joe. No. What kind of a name is that? Joe, the assassin. Um, yeah. uh, e- even though they seem to be more like character-driven, because we don't like we said, there's not a lot of action. Yeah, um, I so think they have like four action scenes. Yeah, and they're not great. No. It has one of the slowest uh, motorbike slash boat chases of all time. Um. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, there's just some some shots in that in that chase scene. There's just you can literally tell they're like going like ten kilometers an hour. <laughs> it's barely enough speed for them to steer. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. But you know, so a lot of time is spent with him. You know. Yeah. Training Kong and hanging out with the girl who turns out her name her name is Rain. But. They never really go into any detail there either. It's just a bunch of, you know... It's just montages. That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. And we don't we never get really... any any deeper than that. Yeah, we never go Yeah, we never go more than skin deep on any aspect of the movie. Yeah. And then, for not really any particular reason, the guys who hired uh, Joe to kill these four people, they, like, decide, like, ah, oh, he's a liability, now we're going to kill him. Uh, I know they they have their reasons, but it's like it feels like out of nowhere they just decide to that, that they don't trust him, so they're gonna yeah, check him up. But he's like, "Oh, if you try to follow me again, I'll kill your wife." And then it's like, oh, "That's unnecessary." So, so I guess the reason again, it's not a good reason, but the reason is <laughs> they for that's I don't, that's the reason I don't really get. 
they decide to follow Kong to Joe's yeah. place. Uh, and and that's the agreement is that uh, Joe and the, the uh, mafia they will never meet each other. They will only yeah. talk with Kong. So they and I saw... they initially don't like that. Like, why do the Russians yeah. recommend this guy with never met him? So yeah. yeah. Uh, so they they decide to yeah sort of break that deal, which makes Joe then uh, call the the boss and say, uh, "I have looked up into looked into your family. I know who you are. Uh, let's just." Just let's just keep this deal going, and, and no one's gonna get hurt. Sort of. Yes, exactly. And so, and then at the end, he is. It is revealed his last job is, which is very just brushed over. Uh, his last job is to kill the president. Yeah, um, he's a good president. He helps yeah. people. Uh, and so they then the mafia decides that he's gonna kill the president. There's a lot of security. There is a chance or a risk. Uh, for him to get caught, and if he get caught, he can sell us out because he knows who oh, we are. Oh, that's true. Yes. So yes. we need to kill him after he has done the job. Uh, to 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 make sure. Even though that doesn't make sense, because if he was caught, it would be before they would be able to kill him if yeah. they do it in that order. So it still doesn't really make sense. But that's the the logic the movie is trying to. It's flimsy. Out. Yeah. Uh, it's vague. It's uh, not very well thought out. Yeah. Like a lot of this movie. Um, no, it's not that it's not well thought out. Uh, it's it's just that it's... That's, nothing goes on in it. I, I, I really don't have much to say about it. It's not... Yeah. Like, on a technical level, it's not terrible. I think the guy who plays Kong does a decent job... Um, the deaf girl doesn't really have much to do, but she's fine. Yeah. Nicolas Cage is, I don't know, I'm starting to see more and more of these performances where it kind of feels like he's phoning it in, maybe, mm. even though he might not be doing that. I don't know. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel, you know, the presence of Nicolas Cage in, in Joe, really. No, no, that's true. Um, and then, at, so yeah, at the end, uh, they, I, I don't know if you said that, I don't think you said that. Uh, the mafia they kidnap Kong, yeah. And Joe has to rescue him, and at the end, uh, Joe Joe and the mafia guy dies, sort of. Yeah, he he shoots himself in the head, and the bullet goes through his head and into <laughs> the mafia guy's head. Yeah, no. And it's also like I don't even know why he does that because he could easily get away. I mean, yeah. we've seen him escape situations like that earlier in the movie. But I, I but now I it's think... just like, oh, it's the end, so. Again, there are a lot of things where I, I see what they were going, but they just fucking messed it up. So no. I think I think that part is meant to be like, um, sort I'm of done. Yeah, it's sort of done, or sort of. Uh, uh, I have the the time I let people in, they get hurt. Uh, everyone I've touched is gonna get hurt. Yeah. Uh, let's just end it with me, sort of a, 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 such a thing like that. Uh, again. This doesn't make sense because you haven't really talked about this or brought up at all before this scene. Yeah. No, there's the one weird scene when he is walking around with Rain and he gets mugged and she doesn't oh. notice it because it ha- she's right in front of him and she can't hear it, of course, with her back uh, yeah. turned. And no. he kills the two guys <laughs> and she feels the blood splatter on her on her shirt. Yeah. And she's like, <gasps> and turns around to see him there standing over two corpses. It's just like, what the fuck? 
Why didn't he just throw the gun away and like walk up to her like, oh, yeah, everything's fine, everything's okay. Yeah, so... And that, when, that's supposed to be the one like, yes, I can't get close to anyone. They might get hurt. But they were just random muggers. They could have mugged you even if you weren't an assassin. Yeah. I, so that was one of the things when, when we... Uh, when we saw the movie first, yeah, uh, we were talking through it because it is again a very boring movie. So we very talked boring. a lot during <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, and when she was introduced as a, because it first of all worst introduction of a love interest I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, uh, he goes into a like a how is it called? Apothecary, a drugstore, or something. Yeah, a drugstore. He goes into yeah. drugstore, uh, tries to get things. This person goes up to him like, like, ten centimeters from her his face and just smiles. Nothing else. Not no like hello. Can I help you? Not uh, anything. And he's like, oh, weirdo. Okay. And then he realizes she can't she's, speak. Yeah, but why did she go up to him then? <laughs> I, I, what I, kind I, of what kind of customer service is that? Let's let's send off the deaf and mute person to greet. The American. That's gonna <laughs> go out well. Uh, uh, and then he's she sort of clumsily gives him medicine, and he starts smiling. We see in the actors that this this is supposed to be like a meet cute or a kind of a wow, you're so interesting. But yeah. nothing. But there is nothing in the scene. They just no. stare at each other and fumbles yeah. around, and there's nothing. No chemistry. Nothing. Yeah, not really. And, uh, and now they're in love apparently, and we just skip like. Half the love story. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, all they do is walk around. Yeah, and then you go um, on a date and just sit and just smile at each other for like the entire meal. And he's like, oh, the, the food is hot. And he gives, she gives him some leaves. That's the scene. And then they yeah. go on walks. It's, what is this? <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 I don't know if it's a cultural thing or something, but like they, they don't, they, 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 they don't kiss. They barely touch. It doesn't, yeah. Yeah, like you said, it doesn't go anywhere. She takes him home to meet her mother, and that's the first time they like touch each other. They hold hands. Yeah. That's it. It's like and what? So again, what I said, we were talking on that scene. We were like, "This is a weird choice. Why did it do- make her deaf? This is just a weird choice." Yeah, and, and we were both like. Oh, this is because they want a cool scene where something happens that she doesn't hear. Yeah. In, but we were thinking, well, I was thinking that at the end, he there was going to be like a shootout and she was going to go there to, to meet Nicolas Cage and he was going to yell, no, don't go there. But she can't hear it and then she gets shot. Oh, no. I, I, was, I was thinking, thinking some, I was thinking it, like, uh, I mean, you mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> she gets kidnapped. So he, he goes to rescue her. And then there's like uh, there's and there's like ten people surrounding them, and he just he he signs her like close your eyes, baby, because she can't hear. And then he mm. just massacres them all around her. There's blood everywhere, but she you doesn't notice like, it because she can't like, hear anything. Like the scene in uh, Face Off, uh, with yeah. the headphones. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Again, this is this is a big issue. If you put in like a, a, a disability in your movie, don't do it because you want a cool shot. And again, it made made it even worse when they actually had that quote unquote cool shot in the park where he's yeah. killing people behind her and then she doesn't know. And it's like, it's so stupid. But then, but then I read up on a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so you said you also did that, but the, the, the original I read story. A, yeah, I read a little bit about the original. Okay. 
So there's so many things that explains why this movie is so weird. Why it's so yeah. many weird choices in the original script. First of all, why is Nicolas Cage so, uh, just so, there's nothing there. He's just a pliable, uh, the character. There's nothing. There's no depth. There's nothing. Yeah. Because his character is supposed to be a side character. Kong is supposed to be the main character. Yeah, that's but, that's what I I got that feeling in this. Like Kong yeah. should have been the yeah, uh, and he is. So in the in the in the original script or original movie, not script, original movie. Yeah, Kong is a guy who sort of works at the gun range, and he's deaf and mute. Yeah, an American comes in and. Uh, shoots and, and is impressing a girl and sh- look how cool I am at shooting and then sort of waves over Kong and says hey oh, do you know how to shoot and give him the gun and he shoots and he's a, he has an, he's a natural because he doesn't have any uh, he's deaf so he doesn't flinch when the gun goes off yeah. and that's and so so this guy this American is like wow you're pretty good at this my, hi, my name is Joe, and I'm a hitman. I'm going to teach you how to be a hitman. And then we follow Kong's adventure. And then he gets goes to Bangkok to do four kills uh, without Joe, I believe. And he meets a girl who is not deaf, but he's deaf. So there's a communication problem here between them. Oh. Uh, but they sort of get through that, because love conquers all or whatever. <laughs> uh, and it's just... All of these choices make sense that they sort of oh yes, we have that this makes a lot more sense de- yeah. deaf mute thing, uh, but our main character is deaf mute, so we have to flip it. Uh, and Kong can't be the main character because we have Nicolas Cage, where Nicolas Cage has to be the main character. Yeah, because just, we need the big American actor to be the main, you know, the the star in the movie. Yeah, which so kind of these... ruins the ruins the story. Yeah, the, the story, the original story was, as I said, it was. That can work pretty good, and I think sounds Nicolas, much more interesting. Yeah, and Nicolas Cage. I don't think Nicolas Cage, even at this point, was above being a side character. No, he would. I mean, he would. He would. He would like that. I think. Yeah, I, I think he would find that interesting. I, I'm guessing because that's that's been the 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 case before that he had actually seen the original. And he was like, yeah, I would love to make this movie. You know, to be part of it. Because yeah. I know he he was a producer on the uh, on this the the remake, so to speak. Yeah, um, as, definitely. And he, as we talked about way, way back in like season one, uh, we talked about this season, <laughs> why he made yeah. weird <laughs> movies, that yeah. he has stated that when he was at the top of his game, of course there were some other reasons that he doesn't really talk about. But anyway, yeah. uh, that he, when he was at the top of the game, he said, or he thought that, I'm going to help new up-and-comers make movies. I'm gonna, I have a big name. I can help their movie get made. Their movie yeah. will not get made without my name. So I'm gonna do movies, and sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. But at least a new filmmaker had a chance. Yeah, he he just likes interesting, you know, filmmaking. Yeah. So if he finds so something he likes, yeah, he'll do it. Yeah. So definitely, he saw. This is just me guessing, but I'm no yeah. statement of this. But uh, he definitely saw the original. Saw thought it was good. Heard that they were doing a remake, and he's he threw his hat in the ring and said, "Hey, I'm down. I can be Joe." And then they started fucking up the script. Yeah, that's that's what I think happened, uh, and I think that's also why maybe he isn't that into the movie because this is not really the movie he signed up for. Yeah, again, again, or, I'm guessing here, but 
or the way they filmed it, he thought he was... I don't know, that, that sounds weird, because it would be in the script that he's kind of the main character, but mm. maybe he, like, thought he was, like, the Joe character in the original. So yeah. he's, you know, he's a little bit more one-note, because he's the side character, and yeah. I'll, let, I'll let Kong shine. But then in the movie, Kong is the side character. <laughs> yeah. And there was some... There was miscommunication, you know, between actors and directors and, and screenwriters. Mm. Something like that, I don't know. Yeah, because... Um, that said, wouldn't surprise me. Kong, the Kong, the character definitely radiates main character energy. Oh yeah, he's much I, more interesting. He's, he's very interesting. He's very charismatic. I think the actor is great. And uh, it's it's a more it's a more classic. You know, the he's he's the everyman who gets involved with this. Uh, yeah. You know, the the world of assassination. He is uh, um, he is uh, Natalie Portman in Leon the Professional. You know. Yeah, exactly. So to speak. Uh, yeah. I did see it, though, and I, I, I was thinking of asking you this question, and yeah. I, I, if you can see, because I know you're a big fan, so I, did you see the the um, uh, similarities to Nicolas Cage character and John Wick? Uh, no, not really. <clears throat> okay, because I I thought it was I, I thought it was very much like. I would not be surprised if John Wick... Uh, who made John Wick? Um, oh, Chad Stahelski and uh, whatever the other guy is called. Yeah. The two guys uh, who made the first one. Yeah, if they, if they, if they went out and said, yeah, it's, it's loosely based on... We saw Bangkok Dangerous with Nicolas Cage. The movie was good, but we like Nicolas Cage's uh, character, so... We used that. I, it would not surprise me. Because I think it was very similar of just how he acts and how he... Uh, yeah, how he looks and how he acts generally. The look, yeah. Mm. When you mentioned the look, yes, he has the black hair and everything. Yeah, and the black hair, suits. the looks, and all, and, and this uh, very specifically in the scene. Uh, well, at the end scene when he's sort of when it's the big action thing, but there's not that many action. But yeah, <laughs> when he, yeah. he goes for attack, the way he sort of uh, does the action is also very reminiscent, not as. Flashy as John Wick, obviously not as yeah. well made, but you can sort of see how how he moves and the way he st- when he like sits behind a barrel and thinks how he's gonna do and oh sure these yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so I thought it was very clear that like yeah I mean that's obvious when you when you watch like behind the scenes stuff with uh, from John Wick like they were obviously mm. influenced by a lot of like assassin contract killer movies yeah. so yeah it wouldn't surprise me if they'd watched this as well yeah. definitely or yeah maybe the original <laughs> yeah maybe uh, <laughs> um but but what this reminded me more of was um I haven't seen the original but the remake of another remake uh, of the mechanic the Jason Statham 2011 movie where he is a uh, he is a he's an assassin. Oh right, um, wait. And he's, no, called, uh, he's called the mechanic because he's because he's so methodical. All right, I always I always mix up the mechanic and transporter. I've seen transporter, oh, yeah. not the mechanic. Oh yeah, me- yeah, yeah. Because yeah. even that they 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 even have similar scenes because the mechanic opens with him killing a guy um, in a swimming pool um, without anyone noticing. But that one is more elaborate because he like he like hides in the pool somehow. For like minutes before the guy jumps in, and then he like stabs him, and then he like swims with his dead body upside down, so it looks like he's still swimming. 
just so he can like <laughs> escape. It's it's a super cool scene. But there's that. It's the you know he the the very you know he's a loner. I guess that's every every hitman though. But but still, um, and he has the yeah the cool clothes and you know the like we said the very methodical style to his 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 work. Mm. Um, and then that he takes on a protege, um, which happens in the mechanic as well, um, where um, he actually takes on he takes on the son of his former employer who he killed, um, and of course that yeah becomes problematic in the end. Um, it's an okay movie, better than this, but it's not yeah. this. I really only watched it because Ben Foster was in it, and he's he's always good. But this reminded me a lot of that. Okay. Yeah. Again, I haven't seen it. I, uh, I, I, again, I always just uh, mix it up with Transporter. So yeah. I think I've seen it until people start talking about it. It's like, oh right, no, it's the other one. A transporter is a full f- full throttle action movie. Yeah. The uh, uh, mechanic is it's more more like this, but there's a bit more action. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah. So I mean, there's not much more to say about this. I'd say I don't know if you have anything no. more. It's just it's very very dry. Uh, very dry. Very boring. I think. I think one thing that was bugging me a lot in the beginning, but then sort of I, I sort of forgot it. The cinematography in this movie is weird. It's yeah, I was gonna say it's not interesting at all. There's one scene that sticks out, um, and it, re- it reminded me of uh, like uh, uh, what's his name? Fuck, it's another Asian like action director. Johnny Johnny Toe, I think. I've only seen okay. like one or two movies he made. I think it's Johnny Toe. He made uh, Breaking News in the late nineties or early two okay. thousands. Either way, yeah. And also, it's also it also kind of reminded me of uh, Takashi Mike uh, Dead or Alive, the first Dead or Alive. It's the scene where Kong gets attacked by, I guess they're loan sharks, which because they say, "Where's my fucking money?" to him when they beat him up, but they don't ever go into who they are. He just says, "They tried to rob me, but I didn't." Let them get your briefcase. But that scene, oh, when he, yeah. When, yeah, when he runs away from them, it all of a sudden becomes, uh, you know, this uh, uh, super frenetic handheld camera shot running through narrow, uh, you know, narrow streets, um, really like utilizing the, uh, the the geography of Bangkok all of a sudden. And I also love that the because they're running through like. They're, they're, they aren't they aren't regular sets they're, they're just running through streets yeah you can you can see that there's a light attached to the camera constantly shining on the actors giving them this almost oh. like overexposed <laughs> look which I thought okay. was, it looked really cool it looked you know, gritty and dangerous and it was exciting yeah. but that's the that's the only time that the um, uh, the camera work stuck out the rest is just boring you know. Okay, so I I wouldn't, say bo- I wouldn't say boring because I was me- I was noticing it like the first half oh, okay. of the movie a lot. And again, I'm saying weird because specifically the first scene when when he he uh, kills his first student, no, first helper, I guess. But then, oh, yeah. it, but then way after that, there's something in the foreground, out of focus in like every scene. I didn't think of that. This, it's just such a weird, crowded way of filming. It's like sort of a. Um, I was thinking of. Um, uh, I don't remember who said it, but Belleville Earth. Yeah. <laughs> that it's it's filmed only in Dutch angles. Yes, every uh, that, scene is a Dutch angle. Yeah, yeah. and and someone said that it's filmed in a way where the director 
heard of a new people did dodge angles but never understood why. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and and that feels like the same thing here that they have like a, a, something out of focus in the foreground and something in focus in the background. But they yeah, didn't they understand just, why you do that. They just they put it this cool new all technique. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so weird and. Also, the action scenes, the, the few action scenes are, except the running one, if you call that even action scene. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's very, um, I don't know what you call it, but it's like, it's very shaky, um, like shaky so you don't really see what's happening action, but you see that the action is very slow. Yeah, and... like that. Like nothing is happening. Nothing is happening in the scene, but they're like sort of shaking the camera so it looks like something is happening. Yes, the energy they... is in in the person who holds the camera, not in the scene. Yes, yes, <laughs> and it's just it's so weird. Yeah, that that that's uh, yeah. I I guess yeah. I didn't I didn't really notice that that much actually that it's shaky no. every, all the time. For me, it was just boring. It was. Like, it um, feels like every every so every time there was supposed to be like a, a meaningful scene, something was in the background just cluttering the scene, uh, uh, or something in the foreground. I mean, foreground, cluttering yeah. the scene. And every time there is supposed to be action, uh, they just shake the camera. And that that's sort of how they filmed this movie, and it was just so weird. <laughs> it's just so weird. Yeah. It's, it wasn't bad. It was just weird. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, yeah. I, I I didn't really I didn't really appreciate much of anything in this movie. Yeah. It wasn't like anything was super terrible, but everything was just uh, low effort. It felt like it was not very interesting. It was boring. I, I think there were some good things, but they're very few and very far between. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think I think the blowing up the house scene was. I like that scene where Joe blew his whole house up. Yeah, that was okay. Um, I, I liked, uh, I liked the entire, really the entire relationship with Kong and Aum. I think her name was. Yeah, the girl from the club. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I, wish we got more into it. You know. Yeah, and yeah. It, like it was, it was a, uh, it felt in that. Love story. There was like there was chemistry. Things were happening. You yeah. saw the characters sort of. He was there, and at the beginning she didn't like him, and then we saw slowly that she started to like him, and there was a lot of visual storytelling because there was barely any dialogue between them. Yeah, the very yeah, much that... visual storytelling. Yeah, that, that was the, the 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 first scene where I where I felt like, oh, I hope this movie is actually about Kong when he goes to mm. the club the first time. To give her the the twenty dollar bill or whatever it is with the with the X on yeah. it, um, and he, cause you know, he's obviously when we see him in the beginning, he's you know he's a pickpocket, he's a street hustler, you know, he sells fake yeah. Rolexes, so he's he's part of that like street life, but he's never you know he's never when he comes into that club, he knows about the club, the Mediterranean or whatever it's called, mm. um, Caribbean, Caribbean it's called. Um, for him though, that is like a new a, a new you know he's kind of yeah new level he's stepping up a little bit yeah mm. um so he's kind of mesmerized going in there and then he sees that girl and there's like a long scene where he just stands there and yeah. looks at her he's just like damn i'm i'm really in here and she's beautiful and you know everything and then 
yeah, he actually gets to talk to her because of yeah. the, the the bill. Um, and I was like, I, I hope they focus on Kong and that girl, but n- n- no, not yeah. really. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I think the again the original story sounds very interesting. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like that. There's a lot of interesting story parts <laughs> from the original script that's still in this movie, uh, but they are sort of outshined of all the bad decisions around the good parts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, should we uh, talk... I get, We already discussed a little bit, but should we talk briefly about Nicolas Cage, since this is the Nicolas Cage podcast? Yeah, we can certainly try. Uh, <laughs> there's not much to say. Really. No, will you will you agree that this time he did just phone it in? Yeah, definitely. There's um, nothing going on here. <laughs> again, there's nothing to work with either. Sure, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him, but I would, I would also phone it in if I saw this script. If I was like, "Is this what I'm gonna do? Go around smiling?" Yeah, that that's yeah. what I'm gonna do. Nine percent of the movie. Okay. Do you, do you know what I do? You know what I thought of when. Uh, it's what, I think it's the second time they meet up. Yeah, when they have when they're having the dinner and then they're walking around afterwards, because um, I I realized that it's m- most of the movie is him walking around in like uh, cabana clothes, uh, sitting in restaurants, walking through through a park or or a, you know a, a street fair or something with a pretty girl next to him. This is an Adam Sandler movie. He just took a paid vacation. It's yeah, what it felt like a little bit. And you're right. It's, uh... <laughs> He's like, yeah, I can go to Bangkok for a few weeks. Because I also Sand- read that... If Adam Sandler did did action movies. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it is. Every oh. movie would take place in Hawaii, you know. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I read that he had, like, signed up for a bunch of movies at the same time. So this one, they were kind of they were kind of under a, a lot of, like, t- they had a lot of time crunch. So I'm, I'm guessing he signed up to do this movie... Um, he's like, I can only be there for a few days, guys. So, so have everything everything ready for me, and I'll, I'll shoot all the the the, the like action heavy scenes at first, and then we can just shoot all the pickup stuff later. And it was just yeah, it was just him hanging out in in Bangkok for for a few weeks. That's yeah. that's the feeling I got, and that's also because he's producing it. He could just like yeah yeah, uh, we gotta yeah. shoot more scenes where he's eating uh, spicy food with this hot girl. Yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think that was the only scene where you really saw Nicolas Cage, I'd say, when this, yeah. with the hot food, because he, he's just, he's so, um, it was sort of like they just put a camera on, okay, Nicolas Cage, you are eating hot food, go, because yeah. it was just so weird and just, just, it's the second time, it's the second time in a short, in a short span here where we have like weird food scenes, there was yeah. the there was the jelly bean glass in Ghost Rider. Now the the hot food, spicy yeah. food in Back of Danger. Uh, again, also that he just sort of ate the entire plant during that scene. He just kept eating yeah. leaves. And in both movies, that whole thing that the eating has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Really, oh. it's just a scene where he eats because you know yeah. he wanted to eat jelly beans and <laughs> hot food. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I. He's phoning it in, but I I don't blame Nicolas Cage for this movie in any way. No, uh, this I, no, was me. this was a, this was a script issue. Yes, uh, from the start, because again, you see a lot of people are really doing their best. Uh, Kong script uh, or the lines Kong has, they are not good either. But he fucking sells it. Yeah, he's good. He's the best yeah. actor yeah. And, in the movie. And I I see even the. Um, 
um, the mafia guy, they guys, they're not much in the movie, but I think the restaurant scene, they really sell that scene. Yeah. Even though there's not, again, not much to do, not much happening in the scene. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really the biggest problem talking about this. Yeah. There's not much going on. Yeah. A- anywhere, ever. <laughs> it's It feels like a lot of scenes was just, they just wrote in the script, and uh, uh, then they take a walk. Yes, yes, uh, lots of just, that. Lots of just, and then, then uh, Kong is learning how to fight. Uh, they it... have a gun scene. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, know what, you know what it feels like? It feels like the script um, by, like, first time... It feels like something we would have written in, like, high school. Like, we have to have a scene where they walk. Why? I don't know, to pad it out and they can do dialogue <laughs> stuff. I wouldn't and say... Then they, and then an I wouldn't say scene. that bad, but, I mean, I get what you're saying. <laughs> no, not, no, not that bad, but, you know, this, it's the same style, really. Yeah. So yeah, uh, again, there's not much to say about. Nicolas Cage did a, a, a an okay job with a bad script. He wasn't yeah. bad. He was just uninteresting. And I think yeah. we have been very uh, spoiled by good Nicolas Cage at this point. So oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Th- and that's that's why this this season is going to be very hard. I think, even though it's yeah. it's starting out pretty good. So far, it's not pretty good, but, but from here we're gonna on, have, yeah, from here on, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna suck. Mm. <sighs> uh, so uh, maybe go over to reviews, see what peop- other people think about this movie. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, the original uh, uh, Bank on Dangerous has like okay reviews. It's a forty-five mm. meta score. Um, which I don't really know, but maybe it was like a. a, 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 a uh, like a like a low, like a cult classic or something. There must be a reason why they chose to make an American remake of it. I don't know, but either way, yeah. Uh, the new one has a twenty four in Metascore, which is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it has uh, the Hollywood Reporter gave it the highest score of a sixty, and writes Bangkok won't be making any appearances at the Oscars. But it is executed with skill and a severed limb or two, notwithstanding, without too much bloody excess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's also, yeah. The movie is very... It's not very violent, but then there are two scenes that are super gory. Yeah. So when yeah, he cuts end, the arm right? off... Yeah, he cuts the arm off, and then the guy, he blows up, and he, who, he he's cut in half yeah. by a grenade. That came from intestines. nowhere. It yeah. Like, what the... Okay. I, I, I don't know what was going on there. It felt like they wanted to do this super gory action movie, but the studio was like, no, we can't do that. This needs to be PG-13. And they were like, we'll give you two scenes. All right. <laughs> Something. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's not much. It's a bunch of fives and fours. But then we actually have a, a zero out of 100 here from Entertainment Weekly. Okay. <laughs> the f- yeah, Owen, Owen Gleiberman says the filmmakers even managed to turn the see see me. I think they mean steamy Bangkok into the least exotic setting imaginable. <laughs> uh, I guess. Mm. Well, that's 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 something we haven't seen too much of. A zero. That's that's really bad. <laughs> yeah. But I think actually here, TV Guide magazine said it the best. Very short, very concise, but very spot on. A, a morose. 
slow moving action picture. Two and a half out of ten. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, are there any interesting user reviews? Well, it's uh, LineDB user reviews. It sits on a five point three. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, better than I thought. <laughs> we have mostly sixes and fives where people say, "Eh, it was predictable, but not offensive." Sort of. Um, that's the yeah, that's the makes sense. Oh, I guess that's what everyone said. Is sort of it's it's very predictable. That's the the thing. What everyone says. Yeah. Uh, I. I Saw one good review, which is a one out of ten. <laughs> yeah. So he starts with, "Let's take it in order: the script, illogical, <laughs> incoherent, confusing, and confused, unprofessionally conceived and constructed. Okay. Direction: slow, messy, chaotic, disordered, amateurish, didactic, explicit. A word I'm not even going to." Tr- Oh wait, it's not a word. That's why I can read doomdayishly. <laughs> that oh. doomdayishly, moronic. Okay. Yeah. The acting, there was none. The performers <laughs> were simply reciting their lines. Yeah, I can see where he's getting at. Uh... <laughs> the whole permanently os- uh, oscillating between lethally boring and killingly grotesque. When Nick Cage <laughs> comes for the tragic goodbye to his deaf and dumb Asian ad hoc sweetheart. Literally all the theater was was guffawing in laughter. <laughs> yeah, can see that. Um, yeah, but yeah. Also, it seems like we have a lot of while the score is relatively high. <laughs> I'd say uh, yeah. is because there's a lot of reviews where people came in a lot later and said, "Hey, it wasn't that bad." People went in with very low expectations for probably the same reason we stayed in the beginning of the podcast. Uh, you just assume it's horrible, and no, it's not horrible. It's just awfully boring. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would agree with. And I, I, I just quickly looked on uh, uh, Letterboxd, and the 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 top review is by Patrick Willems, a fellow mm. YouTuber. Which gave it one and a half stars, and it was it was also a pretty good one, short but good. It should be impossible for a Nicolas Cage movie called Bangkok Dangerous to be this boring, <sighs> but somehow they pulled it off. Yeah, that's the big problem. It's it's so boring. Yeah. It should have been so much fun to see him, you know, plan out all the kills and then execute them, and ah, he has yeah. to save Kong and the girl and everything. But no, it's yeah. just walking and eating and. Sitting in rooms and the fucking voiceover. Why was there voiceover? I mean, I, I get why because there's barely any dialogue to explain anything in the movie. But then it's just such a it's such a crutch to use to use uh, you know, voiceover. You know what I you know what I think you know what I think. No, I think there was supposed to be voiceover because the main character was supposed to be mute. Oh, well, then it would have yeah then we okay. That would have made more sense, but they didn't do that. So no, that's oh. what I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a, this is not a, not a high water mark for Mr. Cage. It is not. Uh, it is not. Definitely. But not. now we we'll get to the score. There's one important question. Oh. Is it better than Firebirds? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, because this didn't, this didn't infuriate me with how bad it was. I'd rather watch 
Wait, no. <laughs> I think I'd, I think I'd rather watch Firebirds because mm. that one is more laughable. It's like it's hilariously bad. This mm. is just boring. But I'll give this a higher score. Okay. I, I mean, barely. I mean, wait, wait, Firebird has like a two. You gave it a two. A two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll give this a, <clears throat> a strong. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna I was gonna say four, but that's almost a five. You're starting out with a strong, and then you your back is just like, well, I don't know. Yeah, because I was like, uh, four might be too much. A strong three, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna give it a four. Um, okay. And it's it's it is it's boring. Barely, it's barely, barely four. <laughs> yeah, it's ba- no, it's barely below five because five. Oh, okay. We talked about this. Five is like the worst score you could give. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I suppose. Uh, so I'm just uh, I just found it uh, when I was reading the um, reviews. There's an alternate ending of the movie. Oh. Yeah. So I'm just thinking if would you think do you think this would changed anything? <laughs> um, so an alternate ending to the theatrical version shows that before Joe kills himself in the original version. Kong steals a police car and comes to his rescue. He kills Surat and runs to the stolen car, although he's shot once in the arm. Joe, then, I, I guess. Uh. After, lo- after looting the police officers, they hide in a neighborhood a few meters away from the Surat's headquarters. A local, uh, as locals come out to investigate the commotion, Kong reveals Joe is the man who killed Surat. They help him recuperate while one local remarks Surat's bad reputation, adding his death mark. Uh, an end to his crimes and atrocities to their place. <laughs> Kong then takes Joe to the to a boatman, gives him his passport so he may flee the country. Joe thanks Kong for his assistance and gives him a bank account number with a bonus, stating he was a good student. Then Joe departs with the camera focused on Kong from Joe's perspective. Uh, that's too long. Yeah, too lo- too long, and it kind of casts. The the profession of a contract killing in a positive light, which I got the feeling they didn't want to hear because, mm. you know, that's why he kills himself in the end because I I am the bad guy I have to die, and my this is just me speculating of course, mm. but I I think seeing that Kong decides not to be a contract killer, but yeah. in that in that end he's like yeah I'm gonna take over I'm gonna take over for you uh, Master Joe I'm gonna be the Joe. best contract killer ever. I'm gonna be Bangkok dangerous. <laughs> yeah. They call me Bangkok dangerous. <laughs> Who are you, Mister? They call me Bangkok dangerous. Uh, um, it wouldn't have. I um, It wouldn't have worked the way the movie was. I think. Um, so, so, so my my reaction to the alternate the ending is, it wouldn't have changed anything. It would, no, it would yeah. have, nothing would have. It was. Uh, uh, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it's still a four. You can't. There's nothing you can do about this. However, I would love to see a movie, you know, which is more tongue in cheek, where that ending works, where you can have that Bangkok dangerous character. Yeah. That would have been fun, but no, they did yeah. this super serious, boring ass movie instead. Yeah. So I, I would write this one up to. I would like another remake remake of the original. Uh, that's my yeah. review of this movie. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I want to. I'm. I have to watch the original first. Yeah, well. If the original is good enough, I just say just watch the original instead. 
Uh, well, I guess that was Bangkok Dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, that, that title, it should have been, it could have been so much fun, I think. It, yeah. uh, I mean, no, ju- yeah, I'm saying that just based on the title, but... <laughs> uh, so, next week, uh, we're going to... Who make, are you? So, I am so, dangerous. Bangkok so, Dangerous. So, <laughs> That's going to be because, stuck in my head now. Nicholas Cage, Nicolas Cage is dangerous. Calm down, calm down. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so Nicholas Cage obviously spent a lot of time in in uh, Thailand for this movie. So he only <laughs> made one movie you know, in two thousand eight. Yeah, which uh, is Bangkok. weird because which is because I read that he had a bunch of other movies, you know, booked at the same time. But I well, guess they come out in two thousand eight. No, because it could be that this one was in production at the same time as uh, two thousand seven movies. In, That's in, true. There is three t- three movies done seven the year before. That would make sense. Yeah. Maybe this one was started at the same time as those, but this was later released only. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, so that was the only movie he did uh, for two thousand eight. Then two thousand nine, he did Knowing. Yes. Uh, uh, this one I have seen. Oh, okay. Uh, many years ago, I saw it on. Uh, it was uh, I was visiting my sister in England when she was studying over there, and mm. I, I hung out at her apartment one night, and there was uh, like a they had like a doomsday theme on a channel, and we were like, so we watched a bunch of uh, <laughs> documentaries about the the apocalypse, and then mm-hmm. they ended the night with knowing for some reason. Oh, okay. So that's why I've seen it. Uh, yeah. So. Uh... Do, do you remember it favorable? Uh, uh, if I remember correctly, it's um, I, I I like the beginning of it, oh. um, but it has a very very weird ending. If it if I'm remembering it correctly, I'm not gonna say oh, okay. anymore. Uh, yeah, uh. so I I don't I have heard of the movie uh, just briefly in in a bad way. Uh, people said like oh, that. It's when people counting the bad movies that he's made. This one is on it, the list. I've heard yes. a few people. Um, so I think this is a pretty good, bad movie, but I haven't seen it, and I barely know what it what it's about. I know it's sort of about uh, predictions of the future or something like that. Yeah, uh, and, but, and a but, coming apocalypse. Yeah, yeah obviously. And, you and can't have predictions of the future without an <laughs> upcoming apocalypse. Exactly. Come yeah, on. that's true. The world is always ending in the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and for some reason, I guess that's because they're both kind of apocalyptic. I always think of this coupled together with uh, the movie he made in 2014 called Left Behind. Oh, um, right. That, yeah. the, that the like overt Christian movie where he's yeah. one of people left behind when in like it, that's in the Rapture, right? And, Everyone goes to heaven except for yeah. these people. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's like the, all the good people go to heaven and the bad yeah. people are stay. And that's I. I've seen clips from it, but I think that movie is just about the. Oh no! Look how <laughs> sad we are. Yeah, and he's he's an air, he's a he's an airline pilot or something. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. But next yeah. week, yeah, we're gonna talk about knowing. Uh, it's gonna be great, I'm sure. Uh, so uh, yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna check that out, uh, we are of course available on every major podcast platform, including Spotify and Apple Podcast and YouTube. 
And once again, if you want to hear all these episodes in advance, plus hear exclusive episodes of other podcasts, check out patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Um, support independent podcasting. And we will see you in the next episode. But until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye, everyone. Madness in the Method is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It is hosted by Tobias Vedin and Christopher Billian. It is produced and edited by Tobias Vedin after a concept by Christopher Billian. Executive producer is Anke Vedin and Laura Kinney. A huge shout out to all our patrons over on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Mom, Dad, Laura Kinney, Mom, and Max.